This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. That was the Cowboys' Spanish announced team in the SoFi press box around all the writers. Really good, uh, really good yeah, match there. Hola. <laughs> yeah. Me llamo Mateo. How much Spanish do you know? Uh, a little bit. I backpacked around South America for six I, months. Um, I got a very, very, very generous C- minus in high school Spanish. You passed. From, uh, from Senora Worley. Back you are in, fluent. Uh, yeah, back in uh, high school days, many, many years ago. I really like, it was one of those things where, um, I didn't mean to tell this story, but whatever, I'm, now that I'm going there. We're here. Well, what well, was one of those things, so I grew up in Texas, right? And so there's a lot of bilingual kids in, in the particular town that I, so I took Spanish and Senora Worley goes, I, I remember I, I had to pick a, you know, a language uh, in my high school and so I picked Spanish. And so I walk in the first day, and it's me and my buddy Steve Bradley. I remember that. Like, and Steve Bradley and I, I think, were the only um, non-Hispanic kids in the class. And uh, we sit down, and Senora Worley goes, uh, "Hi, you know, welcome to Spanish 105 or whatever it is. I am, I am your teacher, Senora Worley, and this is the last sentence that will be in English for the entire semester." <laughs> And then proceeded to teach the entire... And, That's and, why to do and like, Immersion. So, yeah, me and Esteban uh, <laughs> were just like... like And, yeah. like, I, somehow I got a C-minus, and I don't think I came close to earning it. Like, oh. I just... I think she felt bad for me. You know, as most people do when they right. meet me and Andrew. You didn't have a head start head. on the that, language. That makes sense. Once I oversold my Spanish-speaking ability to someone, and then next thing you know, they're telling me that uh, there's an opportunity to do something with La Liga, where it's me yeah. and Luis Garcia previewing games in Spanish. I'm like, right. it's, I'm not going to understand what right. he's saying. <laughs> we could have do that in English. Yeah, I don't know how yeah. that one would have went. <laughs> yeah, yeah tough content. That's one where, anyway, um, but uh, that all leads it to the, the Spanish announcers from the Dallas Cowboys with, you know, that moment went viral last night, which is amazing. They were calling the game. So exciting. Big win for the Cowboys. We're going to get to that later, Connor. Yeah. We've got waivers as well. But um, just so you know, obviously, all the Monday Night Football beat writers that were there in the box, because basically SoFi Stadium, for all the billions that they've spent on it, didn't have a, a broadcast booth for these poor guys. So they had to do it from the, just the normal beat writers section that it's is normally setup. quiet. So anyway, <laughs> the Monday Night Football uh, beat writers, they drink for free. Yes. They had to sit there on deadline 
while these guys were going crazy. And awesome, by the way. I don't know what it is, but everything announced in Spanish just sounds better. Yes. More it energy. Just, it just more energy. More it's energy. just more fun. It's just like, it, like you should learn Spanish. <laughs> I should. I could do the sum of the show in Spanish. I'm yeah. just saying. It's interesting. Just, you scream goal every time he mentions just, Amari DiMicado yes. on waivers. Right. Exactly. There's something, there's maybe season three of Fantasy Football so Happy Hour will be on. bilingual. Yeah. There's something to work on. You don't even on. need to hit the SAP button. <laughs> yeah. You just get it when yeah. you turn it on. Yeah. Yeah, Pretty good. I don't know what it is, but my uh, the TV in our difficult. the TV in our bedroom, and my wife and I almost never watch TV in our bedroom. Like we watch sort of in the living room, and though. But um, for whatever reason, sometimes when uh, when I'm working late, my wife will like to watch TV in our bedroom, and she keeps telling me I haven't looked at this, but like the TV in our bedroom is Spanish. I'm just like, oh, it's the SAP button. Just turn <laughs> off the SAP button. She's like, I don't know how. <laughs> So my wife has literally watched like the last season and a half of Suits in Spanish. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Because With subtitles, right, just like I guess yeah, she, she's too lazy to get out of bed and fix it. She don't know how to fix it. Wow. Uh, you know, and just, Javi Spencer Espanol. Yeah, anyway. Wow, right. that's, commi- that's commitment. Just, anyway, just a little w- welcome into my world. Hola. So, <laughs> so we will do. And adios. Uh, our, yeah, exactly, Jack. Well done. Yeah. We will do our Monday Night Football recap eventually, as long as well as our Back to the Futures bets. But let's jump into yeah. waiver wired because that is the most important thing, really, at the middle of the week point here. And we'll start with the wide receivers. And listen, I wish we were doing the show during Cinco de Mayo here at the happy hour. I just feel like I we mean, should we should blow that out. It's not impossible. Yeah. Right producer, after the draft. Yeah. Producer Pete, make a note of that. Big Cinco de Mayo <laughs> yeah. uh, celebration here at the happy hour. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Lock it in. Yeah. Be here with us for Cinco de Mayo yeah. special on Peacock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The notable wide receivers on the bye in week seven. There's going to be a this theme is of the show. It's by Mageddon. The theme of this show is going to be how the hell do you field a roster this week? Well, we're here to help you. Uh, obviously, loaded at wide receiver. The Panthers aren't a buy. Adam Thielen with the Bengals, Chase Higgins and Boyd, Dallas, CeeDee Lamb, Houston, Nico Collins, Tank Dell with the Jets, Garrett Wilson, and with the Titans, DeAndre Hopkins. So, Barry, uh, just a laundry list of names at the wide receiver position that are not playing this week. Yeah, 100%. And by the way, that's, uh, you know, we think Debo might play, but he may not. Like, there's a couple of guys that are also sort of banged up. You know, we're expecting Deontay Johnson back this week, but we don't know for sure. You know, Christian Watson's been in out of the out of the lineup. He comes back this week. We, you know, we, we saw him last week, but you never know. Like, right. it just uh, this is a tough week uh, for a lot of positions, but wide receiver uh, especially as well. So we've got some names for you. We've got some names for you. Some- Got some hot little names. Let's right here. Let's jump into the hot little names. Yeah. With the first one being Chiefs exactly. wide receiver Rasheed Olé. Rice. <laughs> Pequeños nombres. Yeah. Exactly. Oh go. boy. Look at you. You're further it's down the road be a than long I am. Long day. Yes. <laughs> Jay, the first name we have here, Rasheed Rice. Somehow uh, we yell to pick up Rasheed Rice every week, and he's still available in over half of leagues, 55. percent The Chiefs have the Chargers, Broncos, Miami, and Germany. And then the bye week. So, Rasheed Rice, good call by you last week. You liked his receiving prop. He doubles it, essentially. He's starting to get um, touches in this offense. Not a ton, but enough to matter. Yeah. I like to celebrate my own victories. I think that one got a little bit lucky, though, because he only had four targets in that game, even though he went four for 72. So, that was a little bit of a concern. I don't understand this offense and why they don't utilize him more. Every time he's out there, he looks like a monster. He's the 15th best wide receiver by PFF grade. He just looks the part, but it just hasn't happened yet. I would expect that that will scale up. And certainly, if there is one wide receiver on the Chiefs that you want, it's Rasheed Rice, and I don't think it's particularly close, man. I would agree with you. He's tied for the team lead in red zone targets this year, as we've talked about here. 
they've had the mini buy. They're coming off the Thursday night game as well with Taylor Swift in attendance. What I understand, I hear from sources that she also ha- she has Rasheed Rice on her <laughs> fantasy team. So I'm hoping uh, that you know that message somehow gets uh, from her to Brittany to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is to your point, double-digit fantasy points in three of the past four games. Like I, we've said this for a while, we've been saying this for a while. Rasheed Rice is coming. This is going to happen. He is going to be a thing this season. He's been usable the last couple of weeks as well, and now he gets a Chargers team that's traveling on a short week, um, or, or not traveling. The game's in uh, the game's in uh, Los Angeles, I believe, right? No, it's, uh, you know, in, it's in Kansas City. Okay, they are. That's right. All right. So yeah, they're um, they're traveling on a short week, and this is a team that obviously just got lit up by C.D. Lamb. Should have been lit up by Michael Gallup. We're getting there, right? But uh, they allow the second most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. So, yeah, Rasheed Rice, to me, is shouldn't be 55% available. We've been talking him up for weeks. Yeah, and Mahomes seems to just always eviscerate the charges. Uh, yes. He makes a habit of right. that. And as you noted, they didn't put up a great defensive showing. Last night, Dak could have had even more. And we'll get to that game, but missed Pollard on the touchdown at the end. And Rasheed Rice... His, he, he is so correlated as well with Patrick Mahomes' success. Right. Because I've got a lot of people who have bet on Patrick Mahomes' MVP uh, at my urging who are a bit worried that oh, Mahomes' numbers don't look right. Like, his weapons are as good as last year, maybe even better because of Rasheed Rice. Exactly. Like, he's lost like Juju Smith-Schuster. Rice is better than Juju. Uh, the fact that, as well, Kadarius Tony should provide more upside. But I think Rasheed Rice will get better, and I think Mahomes will get better with him, and I think that starts this week. He just needs the opportunity. Rasheed Rice coming out of college in last year's draft, his two best traits were playing above the rim, great fit with Patrick Mahomes, and working off script when the play breaks down, coming back to the quarterback. He needs to be on the field as much as possible for those things to happen. So I- I'm with you. The big-time breakout is coming for Rasheed Rice. Another rookie that we're waiting on to really – and he had a good week six, but he hasn't had that great week yet is Jackson Smith and Jigba, the first-round pick for the Seahawks. Barry, he's, you know, he's available in over 50% of leagues here, so he's still out there. He has Arizona this week, so he could really help you out on a bye week if he's available. What was encouraging to me the most part is, again, it hasn't shown up in the box score yet, but there's two things we know, right? Again – very simple. Fantasy success comes from talent and opportunity. It's one of the reasons why we like Rasheed Rice. We know he's got talent, and he's been getting more and more opportunity. Same with Jackson Smith and Jigba, who I believe, Connor, you had as your number one yep. rated wide receiver yep. coming out of college this year. So we all like JSN talent-wise. Is he going to get the opportunity? Previously in the season, he really wasn't. He was playing significantly fewer snaps, running fewer routes than DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett this past week. Not so much. You see it there on your screen. 72% snap percentage. He got the four for 48, five targets. All of those were season highs. So he's had five or more targets in four out of five games this year, but he ran more routes. He was on the field more. He was almost equal with DK Metcalf and Ty Lock. It feels like it's now to the point where we all hoped it would be, which is sort of like they're all out there equally. And then ultimately, if they're all out there equally, we think JSN's talent will win out. I'm not saying he's better than Metcalf or Lockett. He's not, not at this stage of his career. But he's going to earn more than he certainly has. A breakout could certainly come, especially this week, against a Cardinals defense that allows the seventh most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Yeah, I think as well, Connor, there's the perception that, you know, Pete Carroll likes to run the ball. Think back to those Russell Wilson days where it was just so often run, run, pass, run, run, pass. This is not that same offense at all. They're seventh in the league in passing rate over expected based on the situation and where the teams would normally run or pass. So this is a team that throws the ball. And the fact also that they don't really get much out of their tight ends, I think there should be room for JSN to be that third guy in the passing offense. 
there absolutely should be, and they're not. They have an offensive line that's trying to figure it out as well. And if they can, they get healthy with that group. The pass game will get better. The Bengals front eight alive. That Seattle offensive line, and if they can figure that part out, it'll only help a guy like JSN. Our next one here, Giants wide receiver Wandale Robinson. He's got your Commanders this week, Barry. Eighty-two percent available across all leagues. And here's the thing with Wandale Robinson. He's been a feature of this offense that's trying to figure it out the last couple weeks. I feel like all these guys, I feel like especially Rasheed Rice, especially Wondell Robinson, we've mentioned JSN before as well, but like some of these guys we just, we keep talking about, like, you know, just like, like Tajay Spears, like some of these other guys, like we talked about Puka Nakua in the preseason, like again, I don't understand why, or Tank Dell in the preseason, like I, these guys are going to become things, like if you look at all the underlying data, right, so by the way, he was my, my Barry's bet on Football Night in America, and that cash, again, I, just, just a heads up. Bet the berries bet. You know, parlay's always dicey, but, you know, always tougher to hit. Straight bet. But straight bet. Cash it in. Straight bet (laughs) cash money this year. Um, The fact of the matter is, is that uh, he had a 26% target share last week, uh, uh, you know, with the the eight targets as well. Three straight games now with five or more receptions. The fact of the matter is about Wondell Robinson is, again, and I feel like I've said this multiple shows in multiple weeks, but it bears repeating because he's still out there in way too many leagues. Brian Dayball used a second-round pick on him. Him and Joe Shane. Like, he's the only guy on this roster in that passing game, with the exception of Darren Waller, who they traded for, that the current coaching staff is invested in in the way that, like, that's my guy. Not anyone else that they inher- they inherited Darius Slayton. They inherited all the, uh, inherited Isaiah Hodgins. Like, um, uh, they did draft Jalen Hyatt, you know. Right. So, like, but Wanda Robinson, somebody they used a second-round pick on. And just think about Brian Dayball's offense, who always targets the slot. That's a big part of... Cross, especially the crossing routes. It's one of the things that Daniel Jones does well. We hope to get Daniel Jones back this week as well. So, I, Wanda, like, this is going to be a thing. Like, it, it already started to be a thing against, you know, again, he had Tyrod Taylor who's playing the Bills defense, and he still, you know, had a, had a pretty nice game there that's really usable in PPR. I think it's only going to continue. Wanda Robinson is going to be, I believe, what the Giants wanted Kadarius Toney to be which is like this slot guy with some big play ability and maybe they'll try to use some gadget stuff. I don't think he's as gadgety as Kadarius Tony. I mean, you can talk about this better it than is. I can, but Kentucky uh, like, used him that way. But Kentucky yeah, used him 100%. like that way, right? I mean, yeah. like, I have Wando Robinson on every dynasty team I have. Yeah. What can I tell you? I'm all in. Ole. I, I think the upside for Wondell comes from the fact that Isaiah Hodgins played 18 snaps against the Bills. Sterling Shepard played one snap. Those guys are not part of the offense. Thought about this being a, a really, well, not loaded in terms of talent, but loaded in terms of just people in the yes. wide receiver room for the Giants. Those guys are getting phased out. And the fact as well that he played less snaps than Jalen Hyatt and Darius Slayton, I think that'll start trending towards Wondell. He's got upside. He can play more, and he's getting targeted when he's out there. I, again, that's the... Earning targets is a skill, and the fact that he was able to earn eight targets playing, to your point, less snaps than the other guys just tells you something. Another player in a similar mold, Jay, is Josh Downs. who He's only available now in 67% of leagues. That number is going to go down because what we've been saying for a couple weeks now is when Downs, the rookie slot receiver, plays with Gardner Minshew, Minshew leans on him. He does, and the fact that it's going to be the Minshew show the rest of the season, it looks right. like, I think that bodes well for Downs. They're just going to pass the ball more. I mean, Minshew threw the ball over 50 times against the Jags. They couldn't get anything going in the run game either, so I think that they will be throwing. Now, this is a tough matchup against Cleveland. This is the best defense in the NFL at the moment, so not a great situation for Downs with Cleveland and then the Saints after that, That's another tough. tough defense. But then you get at Panthers, then you get New England in Frankfurt. I think Josh Downs will be viable. 
viable going forward, Matthew. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we can get more to this when we get into the waivers, but the fact of the matter is, is that uh, Jim Ursay said most likely Anthony Richardson is down is done for the year. If nothing else, whether Richardson comes back or not, it's going to be Gardner Minshew for quite some time. And to your point, he has a he has a connection with uh, Josh Downs. Twenty one percent target share for Josh Downs so far with Minshew under center this season. At least thirteen fantasy points in three of the four games. Like not somebody we love in standard or um, even half point PPR, but in PPR, very viable. Eighty seven percent available. How about Curtis? Plays the Browns this week, which you don't that's love, but that but Josh Downs is going to be a thing this year in PPR. In yeah, long term payoff PPR league for sure. How about Curtis Samuel on your Commanders here, Barry? I mean, yeah. available in sixty six percent of leagues. He's got the Giants this week. Sam Howell is getting plenty of dropbacks. So there's a lot of opportunity to throw in this offense, and with Samuel. He's been consistently involved, like so many pass catchers in this Washington offense have been under Eric Bieniemy, where they're spreading the ball around. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, it's, it's weird. He's become a weird floor player. He's had at least 50 receiving yards in four out of six games this season, four straight games with at least one red zone target. So, like, there's, there's clearly usage there. He's had 17 fantasy points per game over the past three weeks, at least 14 points in all three games. It's been kind of like, you know um, – propped up by touchdowns and I gotta believe at some point Jahan Dotson gets going he's just too good but you see it there on your screen Curtis Samuel is kind of like a a three-headed monster there for Washington and given how much they throw because of how bad the secondary is and and let's be honest Sam Howell's been good Sam Howell's been uh better than expected by most except for me who always believed uh, Curtis Samuel is a viable guy, 66% available. Decent match. By the way, here's their sketch. They got the Giants this week and then home to Philadelphia. The slot is where you attack the Eagles. You can so, throw against yeah, them. Yeah, 100%. You know. And then at New England, which you know is not in theory a great matchup, but you know New England hasn't Pretty been New England, right? Exactly. Nice. I mean, yeah. exactly. And then at Seattle, the Seahawks secondary doesn't scare you at all. So decent matchup coming up. For my commanders. Yeah. The thing with Samuel is that I mentioned how the Seahawks are seventh in pass rate over expected. The commanders are second. The only team that passes more than them over expected is uh, Kansas City, who have Patrick Mahomes. I think a lot of that is skewed by the fact that they passed about 50 times in a row against the Bears in that Thursday night game, just never ran the ball at all. But this is a passing offense. And Sam Howell, for all of his sins, of t- he took another five sacks on the yes, weekend. It's yes, just completely did. insane yeah. that that is happening. But. Dios mio! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. When I watch the games, that's what I say. When I watch, when I watch every time I take sacks. another sucks. I can, I can vouch yeah. for that. Yeah. Uh, the thing with that is, at least from a fantasy perspective, it means he's hanging in the play and he's throwing the ball a ton. And so he, he's not throwing the ball away because he refuses to throw the ball yeah, away. No, it's either completional or sack. Completional right. or sack. Right. So it helps guys like Curtis Samuel uh, in an offense that yeah, is providing a lot of stats. A couple of quick mentions here. Obviously, these are some deep targets. Lions wide receiver Josh Reynolds against the Ravens. He's available in 52% of leagues. Reynolds right. has had plenty of big weeks this year. Uh, yeah. Patriots wide receiver Kendrick Bourne against the Bills. Saints wide receiver Rashid Shahid against Jacksonville. 68% still surprised me with Shahid. He's had two or three pretty big weeks this year. Yeah, he's just not getting it. You know, yeah. the, the, the question with Shahid is just can the passing – they're dumping it off to Kamara quite a bit. Michael Thomas is still healthy. You know Olave's the guy. Derek Carr has been inconsistent this year. Shahid is just one of those guys that because he plays special teams, he doesn't play a full complement of snaps. Yep. But, like, when he's out there, the kid makes plays. Yep. Like, just really like the kid. It's worth noting. I mean, Kendrick Bourne, this is, again, he had quietly had a very nice game. Uh, we didn't really get to much in that Patriots 
Raiders game, but Hendrick Ford had a 35% target share this week. He actually leads the Patriots in targets, interceptions, and receiving yards. He had a couple good games at the start of the season. I know it's been brutal for the Patriots, and Mac Jones is under fire. But again, this week in Bimageddon, you may not be picky. Kendrick Bourne at least has big playability, and they're trying to get him the ball. Yeah, Josh Reynolds is an interesting one to me, just with the banged-up running back situation for the Lions, going up against Baltimore, who have a top-five rushing defense. Like, this quietly, we talked about how last night was a referendum on Dak Prescott. Mm. Not as much pressure because they're 5-1. This is a massive game for Jared Goff, because he mm-hmm. doesn't play outdoors much after this. He's only got one game exposed to the elements yep. after this one against Baltimore. It's going to be on his shoulders. Uh, and look, Jared Goff's been talked about as an MVP candidate. He, this game is all about him. And I think Josh Reynolds is yeah. playing so well that, that he's going to be viable. If he has, we're going to do futures uh, uh, later in the show, but it's right. If Jer- It'd be interesting to see what the MVP odds are if, Jer- if Jared Goff goes into Baltimore and, plays and, outpla- and no, outplays Lamar Jackson, yeah. right? And, and they win, right? They go on the road and they win that because I think everyone likes the Lions, but yeah. they're just now starting to be talked about like, oh, oh, could it be the Lions instead of the Eagles out of the yeah. NFC? Which I, I don't know why that's not a thing, but, you know, obviously given the Eagles haven't looked like the Eagles in all capital letters so far and the Lions have been crushing. Yeah, and the Lions as well. I mean, after at Baltimore, then the schedule's really easy after that. It's been Vegas, at Chargers, home Bears, home Packers, wow. at Bears. <laughs> like, it's well, insanely easy. a joke. Yeah. They, right. If they we talked about this when we were two. talking up Amon Ross St. Brown and Montgomery in the preseason, even, even Jameer Gibbs or Laporta to an extent, which is like seven of their final eight games are in a dome where golf plays well. And yeah. so I... It's, Just saying, it's, don't be shocked if Jared Goff is like plus 500 for MVP in a couple of weeks. I don't think he's ultimately going to win because he's Jared Goff. And people just have a barrier with Jared Goff when he MVP over Patrick right. Mahomes and Josh Allen, the right. same way they do with Purdy. Except it's even worse for Goff because Purdy at least is more unknown. But sometimes if you're there, the I, I, I think it's a better chance that Dan Campbell wins coach yes, of the year than because, uh, you know, people love him and he's done a great job there and he's charismatic and, you know. Yeah. But yeah. He's very big. Yes, but I could see Jared Goff winning like an ESPY or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. What are the Nickelodeon ones called? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, like yeah. a yeah, Slime Time or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I could yeah, see him winning yeah. one of those. It does look suspiciously like Ryan Gosling as well. Yes. So he could be in line for uh, even an Oscar by accident. Uh, his, his, for Barbie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah for Barbie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, here's Jared Goff. <laughs> right. Except uh, <laughs> that's a good make it. Yeah. 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 All right. To recap, Barry's Week Strong. 7 top wide receiver waiver targets Rasheed Rice at number one. If he's out there in your leagues, just go get him. We've been asking you to do that every week. Number two, Jackson Smith and Jigba for the Seahawks. Three, Wondell Robinson getting heavily involved in the Giants offense at number three. And four, Josh Downs. He's been really good with Gardner Minshew this year. Five, Curtis Samuel, who has been involved with Sam Howell in the commander's passing attack. All right, let's move over to running backs. And, of course, we'll start this showing you the notable buys for week seven. Yeah. Did you say move over to running backs? Or do you mean vamos? Ah, <laughs> yes. Well done. Terrible. Yeah, this is never going away. I know 10 Spanish away. words. It never is. <laughs> we, we hey, actually, eight of them. I got to tell you. I gotta do you t- know I terrible? Because t- no. that's what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that one out. I was able to deduce yeah, that. Yeah, there we go. But by the way, it will, it, Connor, it absolutely will go away. You know why? Because I'm going to run our words. That's I know. <laughs> yeah, but I, it's just, very limited vocabulary That's over fair. Here. That's okay. Uh, so we're, we're about. I might have to start just delving into uh, words from other languages that I know. Mm, what could go yeah, wrong? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gone so well when you tried French. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
Oh, no way, Monfrey. All right, so <laughs> listen. No way, Monfrey. The yes. notable running backs on bye weeks this week. It is brutal. Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard's looked really good lately. Joe Mixon, Tony Pollard, Damian Pierce, Brees Hall, and the Titans duo of Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears. There's a good chance you're going to need some help in your backfield this and week. The other one who is not on this list, but uh, Cristiano McCaffrey, as he's known yes. in Buenos Aires. Uh, he also, I mean, I, I suspect that's turning towards a game time decision. That would be my best guess, but there's no clarity on that situation no, at the but, moment. But right, you're, listen, you may not have Christian McCaffrey. You're not going to have David Montgomery, which you know we're, we're going to get get to here. You're not, you're not, you're likely not going to have Kyron Williams. Again, we're going to get there. But the fact is, is like, and you don't, you already don't have James Conner. So there's a chance that even though you may not have players on bye, you may not have a running back this week. You may really need a running back because some of these guys may be rostered already in your league. But we are here to help. And with that, we yes. will start with 49ers running back Elijah Mitchell. You know, I was trying to think of I was literally I trying know, to think of help I another gave language. you like the, the I, guess I couldn't think of it. Yeah. Ayuda. You know, Ayuda? Ayuda? Yeah, okay, fun. sorry. There you go. Yes, we're here to Ayuda. <laughs> Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason. Mitchell available in 72% of leagues. Jordan Mason available in 94% of leagues. The Niners have Minnesota. Asbury hinted at Christian McCaffrey dealing with the oblique injury underwent MRI yesterday. We will keep you updated on the show throughout the week. Jay, the upcoming schedule for the Niners, Minnesota, the Bengals, the bye week, and Jacksonville. And we saw Mason get enough work in week six, but there's just not a lot of clarity on how this will shake out. No, and also Elijah Mitchell's coming off his own injury too. And look, the way that McCaffrey, that Shanahan spoke about McCaffrey yesterday, doesn't seem like it's going to be long-term. He said he was hopeful that he would play. So I would say, I would deduce that the worst-case scenario is that he's out through the bye, and that's the worst-case scenario. I think there's a decent chance he plays on Monday. Between Mitchell and Mason, and I don't know if this is controversial, but I would rather have Mason. I think he's just better and he's healthier at the moment. And certainly he looked better against the Browns when he came in. He was the only guy on the offense outside of IU who really gave them some burst. So I think that, Mitch, uh, that Mason might be the guy against Minnesota if McCaffrey's out. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, right? I mean, I, I agree with you. Mason's been the better guy this year as Mitchell's been in and out. But if you, if you see some of the quotes from Kyle Shanahan, by the way, and I have Mason on a couple of dynasty mm. teams, so I'm kind of rooting for Mason. Having said that... Um, <clears throat> the fact of the matter is, is that Elijah Mitchell has been the guy previously. He's really good. Um, the truth is, is that we have no idea. So I just want to caveat this crazily here for a second, which is, which is this, right? I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, is that it's a Monday night game. And so we're not going to know until late in the week. And we may not know by the time people have to make decisions on Sunday morning as to whether or not Chris McCaffrey will go. They tend to be pretty quiet, especially McCaffrey in terms of when it comes to injury. And then it's also, it's Kyle Shanahan. And so, like, just remember, Elijah Mitchell burst on the scene when everyone was like, oh, it's Trey Sermon, obviously, because they used a third-round pick on Trey Sermon. And really, come on, they're not going to put this sixth-round kid, Elijah Mitchell, out there. And that's exactly what they did against the Lions. And they never looked back. And now Trey Sermon is no longer on the Niners. Um, he's bounced around a little bit. But what I want to say here is, is that, uh, just so you guys know, when you're heading into your waivers tonight, like, this is one of those that really wide range of outcomes. Because I think both, my personal take is that if McCaffrey is out, both guys will get run. That yep. I don't think one guy gets the full workload of Chris McCaffrey. Shanahan has been talking about, like, yes, Mason's run well for us, but, you know, you have to give credit to what Elijah Mitchell's done for us in the past. I'm paraphrasing, but that's, he basically gave pra praise to both guys and didn't tip his hat. And it's freaking Kyle Shanahan who could just be like, oh, you know what? Actually, it's Tyrion Davis-Price, right. and he gets right. 25 carries. And you're like, so my expectation is, is that if McCaffrey misses – 
it is Mason and Mitchell in some order. Probably Mason for this week just because, again, Mitchell's off the injury and he's ramping back up. But it also wouldn't shock me if that gets reversed because he has a longer track record with Mitchell and maybe he trusts him more in pass pro in, uh, in this offense as well. I think given how good this offense is, given the matchup with the Vikings, and given how much I think they'll run, especially, by the way, because Debo Samuel may not be 100% in this one, both guys will be viable in Bimageddon as well. So uh, just they could be awesome, or they could also be completely useless if McCaffrey plays on Monday night. So I just want people to – they're my number one, quote, pick because of the upside there. But if you if like you're, I absolutely need a running back this week, it, just understand you're playing a little bit with fire because there's a chance – you know, whichever one you get is the one they get, or, you know, seems he's active. All right, there we go. All Our right. next one here, Browns running back Kareem Hunt. He's got the Colts. He's available in 64% of leagues. Listen, since they signed Kareem Hunt, he is involved in this offense. He is a thing in this offense. 12 carries for 47 yards. He gets the touchdown. He also catches three passes for 24 yards. And Jay Jerome Ford has been good, but the factor is Hunt's eating a lot into his workload as well. And the matchups are okay, the Colts, Seattle, Arizona, and Baltimore, but in a week, a week where you're desperate for running back help, Hunt is probably one of your better options out there. Yeah, I still think Jerome Ford is clearly the guy there. He carried Hunt 17 to 12, but I mean, the thing with Kareem Hunt, oh, as always, he gives you a little bit in the passing game. He had three receptions, 424 yards against the Niners. And the other thing here is that Deshaun Watson, who seems like he's trending towards playing, we don't have confirmation on that, but even if he does play, I wouldn't expect that he's going to be throwing the ball 45 times. I think they're going to be running as much as possible. So I think Kareem Hunt is kind of, he's touchdown dependent, but is somewhat viable uh, as a flex option if you're desperate. Played only 37% of the snaps last week, but did get 15 touches. I do think, to your point, a lot of that was because both of the weather and P.J. Walker under center. They just wanted to try to try to run the ball as much as possible or, you know, keep the, show, the throws really short. But he does have at least four targets in four out of five games this year. Colts are a bottom 10 defense in terms of most fantasy points allowed to opposing running backs. So whether it's P.J. Walker back under center or a limited Deshaun Watson this Sunday against the Colts, yes. You could do worse than Kareem Hunt and probably have. I'm looking at you, Amari DiMaccardo, managers from last week. (laughs) Our next one, with David Montgomery expected to miss some time, our favorite injury destination, David Montgomery will miss some time with the rib injury. Lions running back Craig Reynolds has the Ravens on deck this week. He's available in almost all leagues, 98%. Sounds like Jameer Gibbs is working his way yeah, back yeah, yeah. in this, so that could be a big factor for Craig Reynolds, who had the block of the week across all the football. Oh, yeah. Ten carries, 15 yards, two catches, 28 yards against the Bucks. Played on 84% of the snaps once Dave Montgomery left the game last week. He's averaging over 77 yards from scrimmage in his four career games where he's gotten double-digit touches given how the Lions want to run their offense. You'd expect that he will get double-digit touches. Now, you don't love the matchup against the Ravens, Right? I mean, you know, Baltimore so far this year is a um, run defense that is – where is it on my sheet here? I'm sorry, I'm missing They're it They're a top here. five run defense. The yeah, Ravens. exactly. It's a very good run defense. I wanted to give the, give the exact number here. Um, but the fact is is that it's, a, it's not a great matchup, but he should get a decent amount of work. He'll probably get the goal line work as well. This is an offense that can be in scoring position as well. So, yeah, I mean, Craig Reynolds, especially given the fact that Montgomery – like, Gibbs is never going to be the guy. They don't want Gibbs touching the ball 20 times a game. So they, they want a between-the-tackles pounder. And so if Montgomery's going to miss, you know, some time, whatever that is, you know, two games, three games, whatever it is, like, my guess is, just looking at the schedule, so they played Baltimore this week, the Lions. 
Then they're home to Las Vegas. Then they've got the bye. Give them the bye. I bet you that exactly right. Especially they're Give five the and one, and they come back. They're at the Chargers. So you're probably without Dave Montgomery for the next three weeks. And there's going to be a Detroit Lions usable running back for the next two, especially a week from now against Las Vegas. And maybe he gets into the end zone against the Ravens as well. So Craig Reynolds comes in uh, there as our number three pickup, or our number four after the two Niners guys. Uh, Two interesting tidbits about Craig Reynolds, by the way. He is good friends uh, with our own Blake Friedman, Penn State Blake. And Craig Reynolds, this is a true story. They're actually friends from childhood. And the other interesting fact about Craig Reynolds is that his friend, Penn State Blake, got eliminated in our guillotine league last night. So it's just interesting. Um, just That's just a fun fact about Craig Reynolds is that his friend, Penn State Blake, got the chop last night. Poor Penn State Blake did not get to even drink for free. So, yeah. yes. Though, to be fair, Penn State Blake is a massive Phillies fan and messaged, after the Bryce Harper home run last night, messaged me, happy birthday, Bryce. Um, so he's very, very excited right. about the Phillies yes. beating the Diamondbacks. Yes. We are having more time to watch baseball because you're out of our fantasy league. The joke never gets old. No, it never does. All right, our last group of running backs here. Listen, the Rams are really going through it in their backfields right now. Kyron Williams with the ankle, Ronnie Rivers with the knee. They will be out for a little bit, and we got to hear from head coach Sean McVay on all the Rams running back injuries. Those guys are going to, you know, be out for a little bit. Um, You know, exactly how long we're kind of working through, but uh, it's – tough uh that's tough information for both those guys who done a really good job and um you know for our team obviously prognosis uh looks like it's going to be challenging for those guys in the immediate future thanks you ever th- you're welcome gary i know you're going to try to ask something gary I, i'm not adding to it <laughs> pro, pro, gary. prognosis negative as uh they yes. say on the Seinfeld episode Do you ever yeah. think about um, at one time the commanders <laughs> on staff had Sean McVay, Mike McDaniel, Matt LaFleur, and, of course, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan. I think about that at least once a week. Um, yeah, I think about that more than I think about the Roman Empire. Yeah, there you go. And I, yeah. and I think about the Roman Empire pretty much five, right. six times a day. So, yeah, I think about that all the time. But, by the way, they, um, they also had uh, – they also had uh, – John Schneider, the general, the you know the That's Seahawks right. uh, general manager, who's brilliant, you know, who built the Legion of Boom and everything. They had him in the front office as They're well. They're a talent pipeline yeah. for everyone else. Can you imagine just dudes hanging out watching Tropic Thunder in the uh, in the Commanders <laughs> lunchroom. Nick yeah, Bay and McDaniel the... together is yeah. a dynamic that is just it's just unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. All right. Well, was that the Coach McVay show? I didn't, uh, didn't pick that. That was just a, pre- a presser, but from the coach, once in a while, okay. the Coach McVay show has the set with yeah, the customer. And Sean, it's the Sean McVay show, Sean, not, yes. the, the, not the. Not the. I believe it's not the. Yeah, the, the uh, Coach McVay show. But yeah, yeah. Commanders are like the anti-Patriots. You know what I mean? Like because when people leave, coaches leave New England, they don't do as well. Yeah. You get out of Washington, and all of a sudden you're, you know. But you got Ron Rivera though, so you're fine. Yeah. Great. Got in for another three. For the, I will say this, for the record, uh, and there's tape of this. When Sean McVay was recruited to coach the Rams, he was the offense coordinator under Jay Gruden. Mm. And I literally said this on, on my, my, old, uh, my old podcast. I said, if I was the, they will never do this, but they should fire Jay Gruden just to keep Sean McVay. Yeah. They, just because, and I, like, I actually like Jay Gruden. I think he got kind of a, a bad rap there. But, um, but I just, you knew from talking to everyone that, yeah. like, all due respect to Gruden, who, and Gruden's fine. Gruden actually is a very good offensive mind, but McVeigh, everyone knew, like, McVeigh was going to be that be, guy. Yeah. He was going to be that guy. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, he was hired. At, 
it was like 30, like one hour. I mean, he's yeah. 32 or whatever. He was like the youngest coach in NFL history when he was hired because it's just like you, when you meet him, like, and I've met him a few times, like when you meet him, like what you see, like in the press conferences and like, like that's him. Right. Like he's, he's that intense. He's that charismatic. He's that confident. And you're just like, I'll run through a brick wall for you, dude. Like I'm ready. Like let's, let's, you know, let's do a spider two wide <laughs> banana. Like, what are we doing? Like, you know, like I'm ready. Like he's, um, he's that dude. Yeah. He is, uh, he is the, uh, that dude. The boy genius. Is, I'm sorry. He is, he is that amigo. Yeah, yeah there that, you go. That, that amigo. Lovely. Yeah, out or well, he's going to need right. an amigo out of this backfield to really step yeah, up, yeah. and they're running out of bodies. For Listen, rookie Zach yes. Evans is available in 97% of leagues. There they are also those have, amigos in this backfield. They have Royce Freeman on the practice squad. Yeah. I mean – Somebody has to carry the ball for yes. this Rams team. I would think they give their rookie Zach Evans a look, but they've been hesitant to do that so far this year. And we do expect a Royce Freeman call up. Yeah, I think so. But I think if I was picking one of these guys, I think Zach Evans is the more talented guy. It's a good matchup at home against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Steelers have not been a good mm-hmm. run defense this year. But for our viewers that are unfamiliar with Zach Evans, the youngster, what kind of guy is this? Such a polarizing prospect. A former five-star goes to TCU. Is expected to be, you know, Najee Harris or all yeah, the yeah. cam makers, all these great hyped running backs. And it didn't work out for him at TCU. He transfers to Ole Miss. And He's a good player, but he just never reached that ceiling. Good contact balance, can run hard, not very creative. The vision was kind of so-so. Not the breakaway speed, but he can get you the tough yards. And Sean McVay asked Kyron Williams to hand the, you know, carry the ball 20 times a game and grind out tough yards. Zach Evans can do that. So if they trust him and think he's ready, he's been a guy that can be a workhorse back for them. It's just I don't think it's going to be anything overly explosive. If you're thinking you're going to get the yeah. same production that you've gotten out of Kyron Williams, that's not going to happen, but he's a capable player. Can he do anything as a pass catcher? That's the biggest thing. He's just not used as a pass catcher a lot in college, and I think they didn't really trust him a lot in pass pro, and I don't know if the Rams will be ready to trust him there, which would bring up Royce, Royce Freeman, Freeman call-up. Right, That's exactly. my thinking. So the ceiling here, limited, but I do think there's a floor because of the volume in this offense that does get in the red zone a lot. Yeah, it, it really does. That's, you know, I think that's kind of interesting. Maybe we could see more, you know, bubble screens to Puka Nakua and that kind of stuff. But anyway, like, again, uh, this is by McGeddon. You, you, you know what? Like, it's Zach this is, Evans' way. Right. This is, yep. it's, it's closing time. Like, you, you can't be picking a cl- picky at closing time. You know no. what I'm saying? Like, you, you gotta, get six points somewhere. Yeah. I mean, like, you want to talk about non-picky. Like, honestly, like, God bless desperation at closing time. Otherwise, I wouldn't be married. Like, the fact of the matter is, is that uh, <laughs> you may be like that. We do this segment on Sundays called Beer Goggles, which is like, how drunk do you have to be to start these guys? I suspect all these guys, it's, it's a little bit like that. How drunk do you have to be uh, to, feel, to be, feel okay to pick these guys up? <laughs> well, listen, well, the, I wanted to bring up Devin Singletary just because, <laughs> hang on. No, I want to bring up, uh, shut up here for a second. That's yeah, yeah you, you guys, uh, that's you know. too good. Um, uh, 25 Bud Lights for that one. Silencio. <laughs> I'm bringing up Devin. I, I brought up Devin Singletary. He is on a bye. He cannot help you this week. But I wanted to bring him up because we didn't get to him yesterday. He actually led the Texans' backfield with a 52% snap rate. He had 13 touches with the same number of Damian Pierce. Their offensive line is getting healthy. When they get out of the bye, their, their schedule actually gets easier. The Texans are going to be a team this year. Like, the, the Texans are, like, I don't know that they're going to make the playoffs or go far, but they're not going to get blown out in a lot of games. They are good enough to play in most games. And so whoever the lead running back is the Texans, and we still think it's Damian Pierce, but like Singletary ran better last week. And so I'm just saying like, if you're like, Hey, I'm good. Like, you know, you have your running backs all set for this week and you're good. And you're just looking to the future. I just, especially if I had Damian Pierce, I might want to grab and stash uh, Devin Singletary. 
If I had to pick an Arizona running back, I suppose Keontae Ingrams, but him and Damian Williams both got run. It's just an ugly mess. Mari DiMicardo actually also played a lot. He didn't get a lot of run, a lot of touches, but he played more snaps, especially on passing downs because they were trailing so much. And I just, just want to mention Ezekiel Elliott is getting doubled mm. into touches this year. Again, I get it. It's sort of like uh, gross. But uh, the fact of the matter is, is that the Patriots, who – Okay, so Mac Jones was better, but it doesn't look great. Like, I wonder if the Patriots, who, they're one in five. New England's got to do something, guys. And so, and I, I'm, I have no sources on this. I'm just trying to think outside the box here. But remember, like, when Tom Brady got suspended for those four games and then they, they had to go with, and, and Garoppolo got hurt. And so they had to go to Jacoby Brissett, like his, I think, I think it was his rookie, rookie year. Yeah. yeah, his rookie year, and he really didn't know the offense. So they were just like, we're just going to run. We're gonna we're gonna run Jacoby. We're gonna run our running backs, and we're just gonna do that. I wonder if they go to Malik Cunningham and just say that's what it's gonna be. Ramondre, it's gonna be Zeke, it's gonna be Malik Cunningham. We got to try something different because Mac ain't getting the job done. I'm just I don't know, but Gasecki Wildcat. Yeah, something. Get, let's get <laughs> weird. Why, Why not, not at this point? Nothing yeah. else has looked good. I'm just all I'm saying is is like again, if you're truly desperate, Zeke is getting double digit touches a game. Uh, and, you know, always has a chance to fall into the end zone. To recap, Barry's top running back waiver wire targets going into week seven. Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason top the list, followed by Kareem Hunt, Craig Reynolds, friend of Penn State Blake, Zach Evans, Keontae Ingram. And with that, we will move over to the quarterbacks. Do you think Craig – here's a question, because oh, Penn no. State Blake will tell you, oh, Craig Reynolds, we're boys. That's my guy. I grew up with him. Like, we're friends. You know, I text yes, him all the time. Craig is aware there. But friends. No, but That's I'm just curious. Do you, think, do you think if you're – do you think if you're ta- – do you think if Craig – is talking with his buddies. He's like, you know who my who my boy is? Penn State Blake over at Fantasy He's Football Happy Hour. Mentioned on the show only 20 yeah. times per show. No, I'm just I'm just yeah. asking. Like, do you think – I mean, I, Blake obviously brags that his friends – is he's friends with Craig Reynolds. So I'm just asking, do you think Craig acknowledges to other people that he's friends with Blake? Do you think – I know Blake texts Craig Reynolds. I'm just asking, do you think Craig texts Blake back? Just with the amount of run – Craig Reynolds has gotten out of Penn State Blake's mouth. Imagine, imagine if he was friends with Justin Herbert. Imagine yes. we'd never hear the end of it. That's unbelievable. We need That's Craig Reynolds to, have, to be a weekend warrior <laughs> yeah. this week really badly. Two touchdowns yeah. for Craig Reynolds on tap. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go into the quarterbacks. We have to start with injuries because, guys, this is a gauntlet. Jim Irsay uh, said – Jim Irsay, Anthony Richardson. Breaking news. Yeah, said he's probably done for the year with a shoulder injury. That's wildly disappointing after such a promising start. Oh, yeah. Doug Peterson saying Trevor Lawrence with the knee is day-to-day. Matt Eberflus, which says Justin Fields is doubtful to play this week against the Raiders with the thumb. Josh McDaniels said Jimmy Garoppolo dodged a big bullet with his back injury, but he's still un- uncertain for week seven at Chicago. Wow, we could have Brian Hoyer against Tyson Bajent. That is a thriller. Sean McDermott said Josh Allen is dealing with a shoulder that has him day-to-day. And, guys, there's so many injuries, we couldn't even fit poor Ryan Tannehill on the graphic. He has a right. high ankle sprain as they go into the bye. Or Baker Mayfield, who seemed to get banged, <laughs> banged up towards the end of the game right there. By the way, just to be clear, I want to just clean one thing up there. Um, when McDaniel said Jimmy Garoppolo dodged a big bullet, he was speaking hypothetically. It wasn't a matrix kind of thing where, you know, he, he did one of those. I just want to be clear. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Very important. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no Spanish words for that one. Okay. He didn't like, he, he didn't like, ole. There right, you go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. On it. Uh, All right, so yeah. the waiver wire targets, if you lost one of those quarterbacks and you're desperate, starts with no other Jay than <laughs> wow. Sam Howell, ring of honor. Can we get Logan Thomas on the quarterback? Sam yeah, come on now. 62% availability, and he's That's got the right. Giants at MetLife Stadium this week. Say bonjour to Sam Howell. Come on now. Sam has a two-point favorite. They might be 4-3, and three, the commanders. Feels like they're 0-12. Last, last three weeks. 
Jay. He's averaging over 21 fantasy points per game. He's had at least 18 fantasy points in four of his past five games. He's averaging 17 rushing yards per game this season. Their upcoming schedule, Giants, Eagles, Patriots, Seattle. Like, how is Sam Howell, future Hall of Famer, Sam Howell, 62% available? He, it's, always, it's ugly. He takes too many sacks. But he's it's it's he's been putting up fantasy points, Jay. Yes, also putting up fantasy points quietly. Derek Carr, even in a loss, he got over 300 yards. Kenny Pickett back with a relatively favorable matchup against the Rams. Josh Dobbs came down to earth, but the rushing will always give you a certain floor. And then Daniel Jones, we'll see about his status, but it looks like he will probably play in a favorable matchup against Emmanuel Forbes. All right, hold on, whoa, whoa, hold your hold your horses there, you know, um, because you, you skipped over Daniel Jones there. I just said Daniel Jones. He's got no, Emmanuel you, just said, you went right to Derek Carr. You went right to Derek Carr. Yeah, yeah, he he almost, back to you've Jones. almost right to Derek Carr. <laughs> anyway, Daniel Jones hopefully is back. He, by the way, he's averaged over 18 fantasy points per game in his last three against my commanders. My commanders are not good defensively. They give the third most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Let's take a look at the tight ends. This is led by Falcons tight end Jonu Smith, available in Mm. 81% of leagues. It's been a nice couple of weeks for Jonu Smith, who could be on pace for a career year receiving. Packers tight end Luke Musgrave as well here, Barry. You've been uh, excited about him. He's healthy now. He's got the Broncos. He's available in 82% of leagues. Both these guys seem viable if you're desperate. uh, uh, 100%. So Jonu... Yes, Kyle Pitts finally seems to be freed, but the fact is is that even with Kyle Pitts producing, Jonathan Smith still has three straight games with double-digit fantasy points since week three. He's a top-eight tight end in targets in the NFL. Like, like, why throw it to guys like Drake London or, um, you know, uh, Kyle Pitts when you can throw it or to John Smith or, Bichon, you know, Bijan right, Robinson, yeah. I believe. That's speaking right. Of, right? Yeah. Why um, throw to your three top ten picks when you can bring in John Smith <laughs> off the scrap heap? Yeah, exactly. Love Arthur Smith. Uh, at any rate, John Smith is out there, as is Luke Musgrave. You mentioned the Denver Broncos matchup. Broncos quietly allow the second most fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends. His last two full games, remember he had the concussion in week four, but the last two full games that Luke Musgrave played, he's had over seven seven or more targets in both those games. Um, And you feel like out of the bye, hopefully Jordan Love and, and the offense has tried to figure out a way to work him more in the uh, into the system here. Michael Mayer is not somebody we really talked about yesterday, but he played 81% of the snaps for the Raiders, 5 for 75 on six targets as well. And this is a guy that a lot of people, Connor, thought should have been the number one tight end out of the draft this year. I had him as a top 15 player. I mean, he was one of the best college tight ends we've seen in the last decade for Notre Dame for two years. Touchdown machine, possession machine, uh, was constantly moving the chains with first downs. It makes me wonder how it took this long to get him involved in this offense. It's honestly just stupidity, and I'm glad he finally got involved and had a huge day, and that will continue. Yep, hugely favorable matchup as well against Chicago. The Raiders might be 4-3 and three as well as the Commanders. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Kylan Granson as well, just with the amount that the Colts are throwing the ball. He may be an option against Cleveland, though. You can probably do better there. And then Dawson Knox, who, again, just kind of fills the, the Dalton Schultz. D- well, well, Dalton Kincaid ba- is still in the concussion protocol as of this taping. Dawson Knox qualifies at tight end. Yes. And Josh Allen is quarterback. <laughs> yeah. There. I've said probably. nice things about yeah. Dawson Knox. Like, whatever. Dawson Knox, he's a touchdown or bust tight end, but when you get into this range, they all are. They all are. So, three streamer, uh, yeah. three defenses to stream this week. The Browns, of course. Why not? Jim Schwartz has those boys rolling right now. The Browns are 72% of They're not generating turnovers, uh, but the turnovers are coming. No they way. could have had Montre. four. <laughs> Seattle against Arizona. They're available in 78% of leagues. And the Bucks defense against the Falcons, 71% available. If you need a defense, grab one of these three for the week. 
Yeah, like them all. And to make an addition, you got to drop somebody. Here's a couple droppable players owned in over half of leagues yeah, right now. Yeah. The Gus Bus, Anthony Richardson, adios, of course. Adios, amigos. Uh, yeah, this is the adios. Uh, yeah. Waiver-wired adios edition. Jahan Dotson. Oh, tough there, Barry. Imari right. Mercado. Logan, Logan Thomas. Thomas. What? On, to Atwell. On, Entree on you to Dumpsville. <laughs> and Elijah Moore in that Browns offense. With that, guys, we will take our first break when we're back. It's a Monday Night Football recap. Should we be concerned about Justin Herbert? There's so much we should be concerned about on this show. That's just on the list. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. We are eating good in the neighborhood this Sunday when the Fantasy Football pregame show broadcasts live from Applebee's in Philadelphia. The restaurant at 1942 Roosevelt Boulevard opens at 10.30 a.m. and pregame kicks off at 11. Come on out early to start your tailgate party with us this Sunday and ask your sit-star questions ahead of the big Sunday night football matchup between the Dolphins and Eagles. If you're not in Philly, you can watch the show live on Peacock and on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. Yes, Philadelphia, <laughs> come say shalom to us. There we go. Hey. Actually, um, I just got a text from uh, Emmanuel Macron, the yes. uh, president of France. Uh, and after he has your you, number, interesting. After, yeah, after you butchered the pronunciation of bienvenue and said it entrevue, uh, we're actually geo-blocked in France now, so we to our French audience, but uh, we still got America and the rest of the world. Yeah, so uh, listen, I'm just, I'm question, I have this is a quick question for you, Connor. What do you think is more realistic that um, that President Macron uh, texted Jay, or that or that uh, or that uh, Blake is actually high school friends with Craig Reynolds? Uh, definitely Blake being friends with really? Craig Reynolds. Really? Because I'm actually I actually kind no, of bought I mean, that with Jay. I really yeah. think he. Mm, yeah. I think the President of yeah. France is watching the show. Yeah. Right? You know, it's he's like, an international man of mystery. That is one. true. You he's know? been, he's been yes. all around the world and yeah. somehow ended up at this world. desk. Yeah, I mean, Tough final destination. Yeah, no, I call him Manny. Yeah. Right. Manny right. Right. Uh, yes, exactly. I'm sure he loves that. Yeah. All right, our exactly. Monday Night Football recap. The Cowboys beat the Chargers 20-17 to on Isn't Monday Night Football. Is something, though? Nah, I don't think so. It's not. It's not. And this isn't the first time this has happened. It's 100% not. With the French language. Yeah. All right, fine. We got to go on. We All right. Go. Not a great night for Justin Herbert. I mean, the box score, 22-37, 227, two touchdowns and a pick. 
He was pressured a lot. And, guys, he, Jay just wasn't accurate. He missed a lot of big plays on the field. Keenan Allen could have had 200 yards and three yep. touchdowns. He was one right, of the misses. Right. That's a That's bad one. The there was another one, one as yeah. well. And, look, I think that a big chunk play. By the way, also, um, Eckler. He could have had a touchdown pass to Eckler. He was late to him. He was late to him yes. on, the, on the, uh, that this throw one. in the right flat. Here. Right here. This one right here. Yeah. That was a bad one. If he hits him, hits him in time, that's a touchdown. It felt like it's a weird that he was, he was favoring his left hand. He was seemingly very aware of it when he was being brought to the ground. He's got the fractured fingers he's playing through. But he just sailed passes that normally he would make. So, look, he'll be fine. And ultimately, from a fantasy perspective, it wasn't a terrible game. He gave you a little bit on the ground as well. But uh, he'll be better. He played the Cowboys, and he's the fifth-best quarterback in fantasy yeah. in a game where he left a lot of points in the game. I'm not worried about Justin Herbert at all. And by they the way, listen, week too. I-, I will say this. This was a positive game for Dak Prescott. Like, again, we good. thought there was kind of a referendum game on Dak Prescott. I have, I've been a Dak critic yep. uh, for America quite some votes, time. yes. I, I'm just honestly, like, give Dak credit. Like, he came out – like, he played, he played, he played very well. Uh, he started to run a little bit as well. Uh, he's home to the Rams next week, you know. Back in the low-end QB1, high-end QB2 mix. Yep. No real concern about Tony Pollard or Austin Eckler. Pollard, the offensive line of the Cowboys just isn't clicking, but he still gives you so much in the receiving game. Austin Eckler, I think you just throw it out. First game back against a really good defense. I I was disappointed that Quinton Johnson, out of the bye, couldn't get anything targets. I have no problem dumping him uh, as well. Last thing I'll say um, on this particular game, Michael Gallup. Like, I had the over on 36 and a half. He got 10 <laughs> targets. I was right, damn it. And he didn't do anything. Uh, you're wrong. At least he that lost. was a huge game for my guy, Ace. Thank you, Ace. I call him Ace. It was CD Lamb, but I call him Ace. No BN. No BN. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard. The perfecter of the patio. And the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power Dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use promo code Barry when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Let's jump into a little bit. Back to the futures. Future bets we are looking at. What do you got this week, Jay? Taking the Browns to win the AFC North plus 265. This is a historically good defense through six weeks, and they've got the easiest schedule in the division, Matthew. 
I'm going to go with Robert Sala, coach of the year. Like, out of this brutal schedule, he's 3-3 three and three with get, wins against the, 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 the Bills and the Eagles as well. Seven of his last 11 games out of the bye are against teams 500 or worse entering Week 7. He's plus 1,700 to win coach of the year. New York media market loves a guy like that. Like and him. coming off of that, what's even crazy is the Jets' win total is set at 6.5. They have three. It is offensive. They've beaten the Eagles and the Bills. Okay, the Broncos, whatever. The schedule gets a little easier. Six and a half. Either four the, and the, seven to win. Is the, you're telling me that defense alone can't get them <laughs> four, four more wins? wins? Out of the next seven? Yeah. Out of yeah, the rest 11. of the season. Yeah. Next out 11. Four out of the next 11, exactly. So that'll, yeah. I think that'll change. That just uh, seems it should be seven and a half. I think, that should be, yeah, I think it should be eight. Yes, I, but I think when you bet it, you should use the promo code Barry. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, yeah. it's closing Free time. <laughs> it's closing time, which means you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. So adios, amigos. And adios, Jay and Connor as well. I'm Matthew. Peace out. Bienvenido. Dios mio. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.